Star Trek, The Nerdy Frontier. These are the discussions of the Good Time Society. Their continuing mission, to explore each episode, to seek out new topics and ridiculous observations, to boldly watch what they've already watched before. to boldly watch this is a podcast where we watch star trek the next generation and then tell you what we thought about it i'm one of your hosts my name is becca scott i'm another host and my name is xander genre i am also a host and i'm jake michaels we did it three hosts you get on this show lucky you listener Mm Hmm. do we each we each have three sidekicks as well Definitely real, not holographic sidekicks that were not programmed for our every desires. I got a dog named Moshi, a cat named Little Bastard, and... Uh, Can you say that on podcasts? It's a name. It's a proper noun. Mm. How can I not say it? I have a mailman who doesn't talk to me, and I think that's it. But have you reached out? Do you try? Yeah. I do, every time, and he runs. He's a fast runner. <laughs> <laughs> Must be from like running from dogs and stuff. I don't know, but he can run. Okay, He's I'm, hiding too. You're walking all day. You got I'm gonna to, look yeah. up how to say "run faster, mailman" in Klingon. <laughs> yeah, that'll make him more likely to talk to me. Is me is, yelling Klingon at him as I chase him down the street. Next, <laughs> Shomach. Shomach, yeah. Mm. Mailman. Right. <laughs> it may not be a direct translation. <laughs> I'm sure mailman get uh, mail gets referenced once in Star Trek. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it does. A mail you carrier. Can extrapolate. Well, speaking of references in Star Trek, this is actually a callback to a previous episode. Yes. Right. It's a. Uh, it was a, an episode, uh, a third season episode. So today we're talking about Gravity's Child. I almost nope. said no. It's Galaxy's Child. That's Ooh, why. What's Gravity? Gra- I kept getting it mixed up with a book called Gravity's Rainbow, which I thought that this was named after. I was like, oh, wait, those are two very different titles. Neither of the words are yep. the same. Yeah. And there's not even like the acronyms Just, not the same. I don't know why I did it. They start with a G. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's really, that was it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The human brain makes associations in ways we can't comprehend. Well, oh. and I just didn't comprehend it but i made it uh we're, today we're watching galaxy's child the 16th episode of the fourth season uh what's the best description of this uh while investigating a space-born alien the enterprise unwittingly becomes its surrogate mother meanwhile Jordy faces the consequences of his weird choices okay it says ter- weird choices no i wrote sorry. this oh. <laughs> the a and b i i would reverse yes that's personally. true yeah uh Jordy is the center of this episode and his relationship with Dr. Leah Brahms. Leah, who we know as a hologram. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, constructed. Right. Hologram. So this was a callback to Booby Trap, which was the episode where. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Is that really what we called that thing? Oh, wow. Well, that was the episode. That wasn't our joke name? <laughs> no. No, that was the real name of the episode. He did get caught in a booby trap. Right. It was like yeah. an old uh, alien, like. A literal trap, I guess, that was meant to trap ships during a war, but that civilization had disappeared or something? Like a Chinese finger trap that Data Notoriously can't get difficult, out of. Right? <laughs> Remember, Data is very strong, except... Call, call back to season one, episode three? Who knows? The, yeah, the Chinese finger trap was very early, for sure. Yeah. But what happened in that episode was Jordy was looking to make modifications to the warp core, and he summoned a hologram of the instruction manual, which was also personified by one of the designers of the warp core. Okay, Dr. Dr. the Brums. designer, Dr. Leah Brahms, deserves all credit. Mm-hmm. She is proud of her work, and she worked hard to work as hard as she worked to work. And when you touch that engine, you're touching her. <laughs> That was such a crazy phrase. And I did not remember that from the first episode. I remembered that. Oh, man. Because we'll get into that. Now I want to go look at my notes from Booby Trap. That's the thing, Becca. I was like kind of surprised when we watched that episode that you two weren't as uh, kind of appalled at how crazy that episode was. You guys thought it was kind of sweet. And I remember coming into it uh, or like learning to agree with you guys. But Mm. in retrospect now, it does still feel more creepy than I remember. 
Yeah. Well, and I don't like the way that they necessarily handled this in like blaming her and making her going, I was I was making things up about our relationship and I'm right. sorry. It's like, no, you were kind of right. But uh, what I do want to say about this is that uh, this is, I think, one of the fir- first times that we see this callback to something that is so far behind. And they do a really good job of catching you up in the form of him explaining to Guinan what happened. Mm-hmm. Because she is there as sort of the audience foil because she also has sort of the reactions that the audience did of like, that's yep. weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's weird that you did that and still continue to do this. And uh, are not embarrassed to publicly speak about it because I don't think you should be telling me this right now. Right. Because in Booby Trap, he like kind of had a somewhat romantic infatuation with her. And obviously, as it gets played out in this, that he sees where that might lead. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's start at the beginning of this story, which I believe begins. A very good place to start. (laughs) It begins with. Jordy getting the news from Picard that uh, she's coming on board, right? And he's instantly excited. Yes, my girlfriend! (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, he studied her schematics. Schematics? What a very appropriate line. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, uh, it's not every day a man comes face to face with his dream and or the um, exotification of a woman he's never met. Hmm. I mean, I can't. We have established that within the time of us watching Star Trek, they have modified the holodeck so much so that we got something like, oh, what was her name? Melody for Riker, Mm -hmm. right? And that Mm -hmm. was because of the modifications from, I believe, the Binars or something like them, one of the other races, that uh, the, the holodeck on the Enterprise is like more powerful or more so good. generative than a normal like AI. So the It's got extra that, sexy vibes in it. Yeah, yeah. It's got a villain in there too. Remember Moriarty, who's like Minuet. sentient. I don't it wasn't think Melody, it was Minuet. 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 Yeah. Min Min, mm. <laughs> who we also had sort of seen again. Min Min it, comes to play in an episode where Riker can't discern what is true and what is fiction and whether or not he has been uh, stuck in the future 20 years and now has a son and is married to Minuet, but that is the way that, that, that he that sees through up. the uh, the fact that <laughs> this is not real. Yeah, and all that bringing that point up again too, there's this whole dynamic of like hologram and holographic technology that it makes sense that these regulations sort of aren't there yet because we're experiencing them in real time as this technology is being developed. But you could see maybe in the future that there should be some sort of protections in yeah. place against replicating somebody in like a holographic environment. But then I check myself because what are we doing if not that right now? You know, it, it brings up this personification of the digital self and what people see or perceive you as versus your actual self, which you could be authentic and perpetuate that. But it's no substitute for in real life and what it is like to interact in person. Interesting. I have a lot Whoa. of thoughts on this. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. opened up a can of worms. Here we go. Because, so, sorry, but there's a third self that is actualized here that we have only just sort of become to realize through the development of things like TikTok, right? Because you have your actual physical self, you have the self that you project online as your personification to other people, and then the third is your algorithmic self, the self that you want to explain to a robot to give you content. So you have to explain your identity and things that you like to this computer so that it will spit back information and media that you would like, right? So you're creating this persona that exists in the mind of a robot, essentially. And that's what this is, right? It's all of her works collected, compiled, things that she wanted to be public, but in a manner that the computer is filling in the personification blanks. This is so good. There's so much to unpack here. First of all... um, That was so much information. Uh, I had so many responses on every level. I know. I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. um, I think that uh, we may think that we're hiding things when we put ourselves on the internet, Mm. but I think that people see all of us. Like, you can't Mm. really hide who you are. If perhaps with the example of narrative and actors like you know who's an asshole in person you're never surprised to find that out because Mm. someone's true genuine nature can come through no matter how much they try and mask it um yes and no because i feel like a lot of that can be contrived as well yeah but like 
Tom Cruise is very interesting. Sure. You can tell he's psychotic by watching any film he's ever in, but, but very charismatic. The relationship that you have with the entity that you think of as Tom Cruise is different <laughs> than the Tom Cruise that you would interact in a personal space, like at a signing or something like that, is different than the entity that Tom Cruise wants you to think that he is. I would lick his face. Sure. Also, unrelated but related, in doing this, are we giving future robots ammunition to create a hologram version of ourselves because we forgot to sign something in the the Twitch terms and conditions? Oh, you've already signed it. You just don't know yet. That's right. No, I I should know, but I will never read the terms and conditions because no one does. Well, that's the thing. It's like, what will remain after us? Our digital footprint will remain after us, right? So what does our digital footprint look like? And I've never considered, Xander that there's going to be two versions of those because my my first version of myself will literally more. not exist anymore. Yeah. But then the one that I projected and then the one that I showed the algorithm world to and curated both consciously and unconsciously, right. uh, that's two different real or like two different people, right? Yeah. I love this persona thing that you've applied to it. I guess the difference here, though, is that she had no part in it almost. Like it was exactly. all unconscious. Like an audience member or something like that that would construct, let's say, uh, like I want to make Becca in The Sims and I make a Becca and a Jake and I live out their fantasy and I'm like, oh, you guys were great when, you know, when you were a photographer and you were this thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. I had the bakery and the new um, expansion where you can have a small business within your home. Essentially the same thing, thing. like the simulation, (laughs) it like it's basically looks based, but that's pretty much it. But we're talking about a technology that could simulate a personality. Okay, but I don't think you're really thinking about how hard The Sims 4 has worked to be able to have personalities in the character. I mean, you could change the tone of their voice, Mm. their interests, their desires. Anyway, but am I getting off track here? One <laughs> other point that I wanted to bring up that I thought was really interesting in this context for Star Trek is that they have more data than what we would give to an algorithm that on TikTok. They have like her replicator patterns, what she eats every day, her hygiene habits, like all of this stuff is all regulated by the computer. Do you and think it dissects to- bowel movements to understand you better? Why not? I would want my toilet to do that if it could tell me if it, I had like an illness or something. Yeah, power commode. Boom. A doctor commode. <laughs> doctor commode. <gasps> Theranos, both therapy and diagnosis. <laughs> I started watching that show last night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the Star Trek possibilities oh, okay. of this, right? Well, yeah, I don't think this is ever an eventuality we'll need to confront in this episode. They exist as two separate entities that'll never come face to face. What else happens on the bridge particularly? <laughs> Well, at the end of the teaser, we get we actually meet Laura uh, Leah yeah. Brahms, and she comes onto the uh, Enterprise, and he greets her very happily. Actually, says "Hey" or "Hi,", Hi. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like old friend. Hey, girl. friend. I mean, <laughs> welcome. Uh, yeah. And she says, "Well, well, you're the one who fouled up my engine design." <gasps> what? She's mean. Fouled? <laughs> you use the term fouled? Well, she would have said fucked up, but it was you know right CBS. I see. Uh, wow, started on the wrong foot because and, he, yeah, he was looking for a best friend. He yeah. says to Guinan he's not necessarily uh, guaranteed romantic compatibility, but like, you know, whatever. But he lies later on the episode and says he was only looking to be your friend, right? Because that's not he true. He says that, but then she sort of clarifies of like, if I hear what you're saying, then you think it's romantic and you should know that that's the reveal of I'm married. So I think it was very much in the 90s parlance of like, we want to be good friends, wink, wink, wink. But yeah. I did write the note of like, uh, I can attest, you can still be friends with a married person. Uh, <laughs> of course. I've seen well, it happen. But but well, I don't think that's what he wanted. I, don't, I think he was no. being dishonest. Yeah, maybe. He was never being inappropriate, but she, as a straight woman dealing with a straight man, felt the need to clarify because there is that weird line that if it's not explicitly discussed and there isn't like lines are not clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he, the, he the had music, mood, mood was... music and made a dinner. Yes. He did ask her on a date. Yeah. And when he changed uh, into that sweater, too. That, yeah. How could you resist? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the velvet uh, <laughs> vertical pinstripe. It was very good. I liked it. It looked cozy. I'll Red give him velour that. Yeah. looks great on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> not data. But. Right. Ooh. Well, yeah, not data. 
I hear your I hear your point though. Like I, it was the like it, I just think it was clearly romantic and yeah. he yeah. And I think maybe he was in denial about that with himself too. Sure, we've established that Jordy doesn't have social skills. That's one yeah. of his like character points is that he's not great in social situations. He interacts with data most of the time. Right. I think you're referring specifically to the episode where we first meet the hologram version of Leia, mm-hmm. which is the one it kicks off on a like Hawaii date? hologram on a yeah. bad date. Yeah, on a beach. Oh, oh yeah. With tiki torches and all. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go well for him. Yeah. He's a little awkward, and that's his charm. Well, this doesn't go well for him either. So LaForge takes uh, her through engineering, and she's saying, you've made all these changes to the design. This isn't up to regulation. He's like, yeah, I know, but we're in deep space, and things happen, so. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, you don't get it. You're not from space. <laughs> I'm in the field every day. You know the things I've seen? You can never imagine. <laughs> We had to turn the crystals this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she pretty reasonably says, oh, just because I'm, you know, not in space, I can't possibly understand. He's like, that's mm. not what I mean. So we have that tension. Hold on. The antimatter ratio is off. Oh, it should just be one to one. It should well, always be one to one. Plus or minus point one, I guess. I don't yeah. know what the, what the ratio changes. Look, if there's one thing we know about antimatter, it is always one to one. So I don't even know why this I mean, is a topic of even discussion. Even cadets know that. Well, but the thing is about Starflight Academy is they tend to teach lessons that you can't always win, as we know, right? So maybe this Get is your a Kobe new... Ashimaru out of <laughs> here. Right. Okay. Anyway, uh, no, we, we come across this all happening in the midst of us coming across this alien, truly alien uh, creature out in the middle of space. Yeah, a space creature that's floating through uh, like an, in orbit of a planet, actually, it mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. And I, I like, I mean, we'll go into more of it, but I like with this, they sort of flipped the script on the trope of, especially as like a human based perspective, you go out into space and you shoot the aliens and it's a good thing because you're doing it and you're winning. <laughs> but in this one, like they really take care to emphasize that the excitement is over the discovery and they reiterate, reiterate like the prime directive and things like that. And shooting the alien is a really sad thing that happens. Yeah. Shooting the alien is horrible, which yeah. they, they do yeah. in self-defense. So they do kill her. Because yeah. I uh, I was a little missed that. At first it was, oh, yes, I'm intrigued. Let's, let's allow her to probe us the way we've probed her. She's just curious. And then yeah. that that's exactly what Picard says. <laughs> yeah, but and not then, in that tone. Uh, that yeah, is pretty close. That, that was, was said point. from, like, the bushes. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> <It is>. well, <laughs> from the night. Patrick Stewart has a way of saying things that out of context sound like you were in a bush, but somehow he sells it. With curiosity and interest. Me, I make it weird and sexual. I can't help it. Anyway. Just the energy I bring. <laughs> it's just what I bring. Uh, I admit it. I understand it. It's who I am. Anyway, um, yeah. And then he immediately was like, oops, wrong call. Wrong call. Shoot yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we find out that immediately things go wrong because we come from this cockiness standpoint of like, it's the Enterprise. Nothing you can do can hurt us. Let's not even put up the shield. It's fine. Have you seen our saucer section? Yeah. Come on. Our deflector dish? Woof. Um, But we find out later that this thing is actually what we would consider pregnant. And so it justifies this sort of hostile reaction it has. And it... It's weaponry, quote unquote, sort of drains our power, which is the one thing that like we can't have happen because then we can't raise shields or get away. I almost wondered if it wasn't a weapon at all. It was just whatever it naturally needs to do. Like if it was trying to eat the Enterprise to survive. Like a jellyfish tentacle. Yeah, yeah. Or if it was even like its probing mechanism, the way it figures things out is actually harmful, but it doesn't intend to be. Or I think maybe a leech would be like the... uh, A leech is a good example. It looks like a leech, too. Because it needs it to survive. It's a parasitic relationship. There Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But so in a response, then he's like, oh, put up the shields. We can't. Oh, well, then fire a phaser, but do it really softly. At the lowest power. Just a little bit, and it's enough to... To full on kill murder, oh, and they feel no. awful about it. Yeah, which I think you're right, Dana. That's a great, bad. <laughs> or it's like a great flipping you. of the script. Like mm. maybe it's like a um. Oh, they should have gently phaser blasted the baby off of them. Maybe it's yeah. like a shield well, in Dune thing. where any bit of electricity basically causes an adverse reaction and a nuclear explosion. 
Well, I think that's what they were sort of getting at is that we have no way of knowing what their chemical compounds would react to a phaser blast would be. Uh, but we do know that there's mechlinite and kefnium in there. Mm. Okay. Thanks. Stuff. Yeah, thanks, Michael and Kevin, for those good names. <laughs> X. All right. Well, meanwhile, so, well, actually, I should say Picard also gives this like really heartfelt speech about like we were we are sent out here to encounter other life forms. And we're and doing the, it. Absolutely never to destroy. Yeah. And he's like really shook by this moment yeah 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 it makes uh, him want to go to france and stomp wine grapes that's <laughs> how you get the frustration out yeah for sure that and calling a, a kindergarten kids hotline <laughs> that, which we did before the show started don't right. worry <laughs> all right so back in engineering uh jordy's still kind of fighting with leah though he doesn't want to and yeah. he Tries to get her to see his side of things and says that, uh, I guess he invites her to dinner at that point. Yeah. Well, right? and I will say, I have been kind of in Jordy's situation before where somebody that you really want to either admire or get along with just is not giving it back to you. So mm-hmm. you try to like fight it with kindness and mm-hmm. you just keep going. And I think that sort of pushes it over over the line. Like as soon as it went to dinner in my quarters and then you saw everything happen, I, my note was too romantic, Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he did happen to know her favorite food, which is clue number one that something's kind of weird here. Also, uh, think about how to. weird that is during this time period that it aired, too. There's no Google. There's no readily available information that people are aware of. So knowing these intimate details about somebody is particularly odd, like in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Mm. We do kind of know everybody's like list of things if we look at their profile right yeah you can google before you go on a tinder date mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm giving I don't you know. permission um <laughs> did y'all play sim city i think yeah. it was sim city no it wasn't sim city it was a very similar analog of like simville sim town and sure. all you a get simulated. to learn about your citizens is um their favorite animal and their favorite food so it is pretty basic information i'm just gonna say even sure. in the 90s you sure it wasn't like sim zoo or something <laughs> With humans in the zoo? Could have been. Zoo tycoon? Love zoo tycoon. (laughs) Dr. Brahms, I know your favorite food is pizza, and your favorite (laughs) animal is red panda. (gasps) How did you know? (laughs) Oh, so you've seen Turning Red. It's very good. And so Jordy goes back to his quarters. He gets into his sweater. He tries to set the mood lighting. It's (laughs) way too dark. The computer doesn't have a default setting for romance, apparently, or professional conversation. That's it. I was wondering, I was like, this Jordy interacts with a computer every day, all the time, and this is the most effective way that he can think to dim the lights. <laughs> one one like, one lumen lower. Like say a percentage, bud. A little You're an less. engineer. <laughs> also, Technobabble, everything is measured in candle wicks. Right. Did you not know? Candle candle something? Candle lumens. Lumens is a legit... Lumens is a real thing that yeah. they could have used, but they chose could've... not to. It's measured in candlesticks. They did say candle something, didn't they? Yeah. There's candle also power. a lot of KPH in this. I don't know if you caught that. Is candle that power. Kilometers per hour? Is kilometers per hour, which say? I've never really... It was 300 I KPH. Right. Well, because we're in, our whole ship is a, like as long as a kilometer, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. But I've never heard them use that measurement before. Yeah. And yeah, candle power was the other one. Candle power. I think they were trying to say, like, or yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's just like candles, such an ancient way of like measuring. Sometimes one wick. a more advanced way of describing something already exists, but writers are not scientists. That's true. Fair point. Simtown is what I was thinking of. Simtown. Oh, okay. Simtown. Got it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, he picks out the right music too. He wisely steers away from the smooth jazz and literally okay. Brahms, which was I thought funny, but On the that would have been nice fun. Try. That would have been a fun joke. She's yeah. heard it before. She's yes. never been in a man's quarters when he started playing that. I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was actually how her husband seduced her. Okay, but we're jumping to the end. But how easy could it have been for her just to say my wife at the end? Like how easy of a tiny little change that could have made everything totally different if at the end she just went, sorry, that must have been my wife. That would have been a better choice, too, because it's not like I have feelings for you, but there's... Something there. It's like, you're also, just not my type. Like bisexuals exist. Like we can assume that people could be polyamorous they, in the Xander? future. Oh, I don't know. Only during the month when they get lacking on their perception tests. 
<laughs> bisexual. I actually kind but... of assumed she might be in a same-sex relationship. When, That's what in the I beginning. was hoping for, and yeah. I bet there probably was a version of the script that that did happen. But I'm like, yeah, come they didn't on. think of that. They didn't even have to cast her. Like they just at the end, just a simple my wife. Yeah. Ah. But that also would have maybe negated some of the arguments that Jordy had. I was kind of wondering about that, though, Xander. Is like it, maybe they kept her uh, in a heterosexual relationship to kind of keep that not the possibility that they would get together, but to kind of keep it like as there's a there's a reason, but it's not because I'm I couldn't not be attracted to you. I get it. I get why they did it. <laughs> yeah, what if what if the, the husband looks exactly like Jordy, visor and all? Oh. But like, That'd be longer good. hair. Whatever. Every... <laughs> he also has a visor, but longer, longer hair. He just lets it down. He needs to wear it up. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is but it like, could have been gayer. Crazy buff, though. <laughs> Jordy's buff. He's yeah, just no, Jordy, I mean, but like, super ripped. Arnold. Yeah. Early Arnold <laughs> level. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Well, yeah, and she comes over for dinner but doesn't stay I, I, I feel like they're like she doesn't even sit down right she's just like this is inappropriate no, they, she stays they she, bond she, she says people they, find me cold and cerebral but you yeah. don't do you oh right. and they but, talk but about she, the ship is their child like they sort of have a moment there but then it does cross a line and I think she makes the right call yeah well, that's what I don't remember is where did the line get crossed because I remember her leaving but I don't remember they why stay. She they stay for food yeah he yeah. says hold on I'm hungry are you hungry I'm gonna get up and replicate and some noms like, and she She's like, this is too oh, much. Oh, the dinner fun. was the part. Yeah. Okay. Let okay. me yeah. uh, per take my leave. That would have yeah. been a good time to say, this is a date and I'm married. But she waits because she yeah. want to make it weird. It's already weird, Leah. I wonder if yeah. she just doesn't want to call it out. Or I Maybe. think it's also the writers just av avoiding that drop. Look, yeah. really what it is. They're waiting till the midpoint of the episode so he can have his fall and hit yeah. rock bottom in order to come back up and have the redemption. But that would have been a much better time, just socially speaking, to admit this. She sort of justifies it later by going, "You, f I figured you knew everything about me. You must have known that I was married as well. And yet we're still making these advances, which could increase her uncomfortability. So if she thought that he knew and yet was still doing it, that could have been yeah. worse. <laughs> I was kind of surprised relationship status wasn't in the computer banks, but it makes sense. It doesn't. It's not necessary. He didn't yeah, yeah. ask. He never asked in the computer. To, I guess doesn't volunteer information. Yeah, I kind of wanted Jordy to backpedal and be like, "Oh, yeah, I have to get home to my wife too." Yeah. <laughs> That's her not name a hologram is you. Doctor Computer. Computer. Doctor. Doctor Toilet. Uh, so. <laughs> Dr. Commode, right, yeah. <laughs> Commander Commode. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, back in the bridge, Data is working at the computer, and he says there's, like, life still with inside of the creature. And they're like, is it regenerating? <gasps> He's like, no, it might. No, this isn't Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe it was about, the creature itself was about to give birth. Mm -hmm. So it's what we understand as, I guess, pregnant. Yeah. Uh, and Crusher so, gets called. Yeah, so then, yeah, of course. Okay, get the doctor up here. Yeah. <laughs> she suggests a cesarean section, which is such an interesting way of phrasing it, which I guess that's exactly what it is. It's a, it would be a cesarean section if they just sliced the body open and let him out. Yeah, it's analogous. You, you may think it's way more complicated and medical for humans. Nah, they literally nope. slice you open with the laser. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Then oh, they moved on to lasers. Yeah, it's a laser. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it cauterizes your flesh as it cuts. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. You I can didn't know smell that. the flesh. Ooh. That's what I've heard from uh, uh, a father who was in the room. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Fun. Mm -hmm. Well, we get uh, <laughs> some. <laughs> we get some uh, very early CGI. That I don't think we've really seen a lot of CGI. Uh, yeah, in not the really. Show. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, okay. It wasn't too bad. We're watching like a redone version of it too. For thirty Netflix. years ago, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's like uh, those early. Uh, there was this like email of a baby dancing in like 1995. Yeah, the dancing baby. It's like the first meme. Yeah, it was the first meme ever. That's what yeah. this looks like. It, but it, you know like a old-timey hot water bottle that you put in the foot of the bed to warm it up? 
It's like mm-hmm. one of those wiggling out of a bigger dead one of those. It was yeah. perfect CGI. Well, if you're going to make a space alien, you might as well keep it very form restrictive and then give it as many details as you can. <laughs> It'll be easier to animate that way. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, all they did was cut it open with the laser and then Crusher's like, I've done all I can do. Again, very yeah. similar to what happens in modern day delivery rooms. Sure. That's true. And uh, a little a little baby space, space creature squeezes out. And yeah. like everybody's squeezes. watching very intently. And oh. yeah, even Troy's like, you can do it, little buddy. Yay. Come to think of it, like this may have been also a mess up moment. Like I know that they were trying to make up for it. But what they say later is that it's attracted to this asteroid field, which contains minerals that were similar to what was found in like the parent carcass. So we assume like oh this this is what they're eating right so if we had said they were premature coming out anyway maybe the point was it was supposed to consume the parent around it ah in yeah. order before it was like birthed or whatever here's so my have... plan cloak immediately because what happens instead is way worse well um we're skipping some of the geordie stuff but we'll come back so yeah, yeah, after we, the C-section, this this wiggling baby flopping around in space uh, is just <laughs> left there junior. with dead mom. Uh, yeah, Junior. Not the name we're no. officially calling it, but Junior. Um, <laughs> and the Enterprise is like, so let's just like back away slowly. Yeah. Baby's okay. What a absent father. No, they were like, we did our job. Good for us. Let's just go home. <laughs> Typical. Well, let, let the let nature take its course is what they yeah. assumed, right? Uh, but it's it follows them. Right. It gets it closer and closer them. <laughs> until it lands and starts to suckle power. So this is where it also like made me wonder, Xander, about your theory of like maybe also mom is like the alien from Ridley Scott's alien, which is like it needs a host to put its baby into to grow. Before right? bursting it, out of the chest. It was yes. gonna attach it was gonna attach its baby to the Enterprise anyway. But now mm-hmm. the baby's Ooh. Could have. No, it was headed for the asteroid field. So the right. assumption was it would be born in that field or whatever, but uh yeah. and so it attaches to the top of the Enterprise. And uh, it starts trying to suckle its energy or radiation. That's yeah, right. they're trying real close to make it a baby, like a human baby analogy. And so the radiation w- is now milk. Uh, and this space junior baby buddy is drinking <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the, the power flashes on the bridge. Picard, Whoa. what should we do, Captain? He just says, let it feed. Nothing. You know, he the guilt that he let feels at killing this mother might really be overshining his duties, which is to keep his crew safe. It could also be the last one of its species, though, so there's that. Great point. Will we ever find out? Don't know. Meanwhile. (laughs) Yeah, back in engineering, uh, Brahms and LaForge are going, this is where they go through the Jeffries tubes, right? I was laughing about this because she designed this place and then it cuts to them squeezing through a very tiny corner. Well, they even comment on that. He's, She's like, we need to go see this thing. And he's like, well, that means we got to go in the Jeffries tubes. She's like, I know. Don't I mansplain to me my own yeah. ship. Thank you. <laughs> they get in that engine. And then and we get to see the engineering jumpsuits, which I love. I was going to say, those are from one of the first episodes yeah. we watched, right? Because one of the... For, they've shown up a few times whenever we very have... very like rarely. A, yeah. Like, it was like one of the special technicians, one of the alien technicians had it or something. I would want to hang out in those. Yeah. They're cozy. It's yeah. just the right size. Yeah, you can't well, stand up. next time you go on the Jeffrey's tubes, you can keep it. That's where right. I would hide if I, there was a social function I didn't want to be a part of. A Jeffrey's tube? <laughs> And Jeffrey's She's tube. in the jumpsuit in the Jeffrey's tubes. Or have Jeffrey's tube parties. Mm. I bet there were, and that had to stop. You know why. <laughs> what happens in the Jeffrey's, in the Jeffrey's tubes? tubes stays in the Jeffrey's <laughs> tubes. <laughs> uh, so in that tube, there's something that Leia realizes Jordy has modified that is yeah. very publishable. Great work he's done. And mm-hmm. he's like, I am not a writer. Not my thing. Your thing, you though, are. you want a collab? And she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. A fancy dinner, uh, candlelight lumens, and um, <laughs> a, a pasta dish is one thing. But you really cross the line offering to you know collaborate with me on an article. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm married. Ad break. Is that when she drops that? That is, yes. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. In a tube together. 
great. Yeah, I mean, that's like she realizes, and so she calls that out, and so he's like, oh. And then I think after that is when <laughs> I he's mean it was in- legitimately a professional request this time, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. I, I guess if that prevents you from uh, co-writing an article, <laughs> yeah. sure. But like this is where I think the next scene is where he's in ten forward and he's literally looking at a chess Playing set, chess. right? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how to solve this problem. Yeah, and Guidance like, okay, <laughs> all right, buddy. We he, gotta- also, he references how uh, like mean she is and calls her. Uh, she says like she's as friendly as a. Like something, something plague something. cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really great. I don't know what that animal is, but I do not want to meet it. Then Guinan comes in. Uh, Whoopi, as we've said before, has short and perfect scenes. Always, yes. if you feel like someone else wrote the script for every Guinan scene because it is yeah, so wise so and so well done. And that's just what Whoopi brings. And in this one, once again, she lays down the wisdom, which is, oh, is that the visor you were wearing when you talked to her in the holodeck? The one that lets you see what you want to see, bro? <laughs> oh. What a setup. What a setup. She got him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, this woman is not your weird fantasy you made in the holodeck. You need to uh, respect that she is an individual person and you need to get to know this new person. And she has a great line. All of them are great lines, but... um. She's done the most horrific thing possible. Not lived up to your expectations. So Boom. good. Dropped. So good. I think that's, this... Go ahead, Xander. That's exactly what I was talking about, though, of, like, you have expectations of, like, a digital creator or somebody that you have this parasocial relationship online, and when you meet them in person, it's either, like, yes, confirming some things, or no, this is completely different, and you're not who I thought you were. This whole Guinan speech to me is like the reason this episode is okay. Because without mm. this, it feels yeah. like he's kind of not justified in what he did, but he's not that wrong. Whereas this lays yeah. it out clearly mm-hmm. as like, this is how you messed up, Jordy. And yeah. this is how you could fix it. But I don't know if like you're going to get what you want. Yeah. But. Well, he will get a talking to. It's not complete. She's not the only one to call him out. But yes, right. this is the most meaningful call out. But the, the articulating of it this way, I think, is the best way. And it's like. You were just living in your world, not considering that this is a real person. And again, I think that this is Guinan being a representation for the audience who has been screaming at their TV. You're doing a weird thing. Stop doing that. This is weird. And this is why. <laughs> <laughs> Guinan always giving the wisdom through through our eyes, the viewers. Mm. So next is when these A plot and B plot kind of coalesce because both Leia or Dr. Brahms and Jordy are really clutch in solving the baby on the ship problem. You weaned the baby. <laughs> they haven't weaned it yet. We'll get there. Okay, Sorry. so uh, there's an energy problem, obvi. This seems like an engineering thing. Mm-hmm. So they can stabilize the power drain and last another six or seven hours by going to like low battery mode, basically, on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the battery icon turned yellow. And yep. uh, Data is given the task by Picard. Genius, figure out where the direction they were heading and what's yep. over there. Mm-hmm. Is that where they find the asteroid Asteroids. fields? Show is friends or enemies. <laughs> Others, right? Others, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so well, we don't quite know that yet at this point. We just have a plan. Finally, a plan, mm. and all good plans come from the conference room. Um, Yay! <laughs> also, the knowledge that the baby is flopped on the side of the ship, this amoeba-looking pink thing, uh, covering the entirety of Shuttle Bay 2's door. Right. So maybe that becomes important. open the door and kick it out. There it goes. Pressure. Does pressure go outward in space? I would have thought it would have sucked inward. Well, space is a vacuum, so it'll suck the ex- oxygen out. Okay, that's true, yeah. Yeah, All the life whole... support that we've pumped into there. Well, unless we... space's switch is flipped, then it goes back out. Thank you. You reverse the polarity. That's what I was thinking. That's what That yeah. was my question. Okay, good. <laughs> well, this is the same part where then, like, when they ask Jordy to go fix it, he sends Brahms down to engineering by herself, and then... Big she... mistake. Huge. <laughs> right, because she ends up going to the holodeck to check out Ooh, what he the checked holo- out. Okay. Well, to be fair, the ensign sent her to the holodeck. I, I, yeah, I'm skipping that. That's yeah. the betrayal. Here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> His own staff. So they're doing a walk and talk in the hallway. The way this comes about is that she goes, 
your modifications are so hot. I need to know more. Where do I read about everything you've done to my ship? Where do I learn more? Is there like a sexy instruction manual that's around somewhere? And he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, go check all my notes. You can totally um, do that. And then if I were him, I would have walked away and said, computer, encrypt all clear of these history. files. Cla- clear yeah. history. Just power Delete walking hologram. down the corridor. <laughs> computer, erase everything. But no, That's where the auxiliary power comes from. Doesn't occur to him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Leia finds a manual shaped sex doll with her face on it. <laughs> oh, no, that's Yay. not true. Kind, kind of. True. <laughs> but let's, okay. <laughs> because I do feel this is a little weirdly problematic, let's at least give them as much credit as sure. we can while acknowledging it, I guess that's not what this is, but she does walk in on the worst phrase, which is when you're touching the ship, you're virtually touching me. Well, we find out that she has actually played back what was recently used or whatever when the, the program was created. So the assumption was she saw a lot of that conversation and Jordy walks in on her listening to that last bit of the conversation. Sure. Does she only see one half of the conversation? Like the end is what the assumption is because they don't have a lot of time. It's a good question, Becca. I don't know. Also, they don't have a lot of power, and yet Dr. Brahms feels the need to run a full-ass holodeck oh, program. Oh, yeah, whatever. good point. Those are big power hogs. <laughs> yeah, That's anyway. like running crypto. <laughs> <laughs> NFTs uh, in that holodeck. Okay, so mm. she does have a pretty good, uh, clear expression of her feelings about it, which this is the thing that... It's really hard to act with your arms at your sides. I don't know. I give people props sometimes. But anyway, she is outraged by this. Outraged. Yeah. Uh, emphasis. emphasis on raged. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the feeling is in the words. I don't know. I just feel really awkward when I see people's hands nicely on their sides. It's not oh, how anyone ever she had her hands. hands on her side. Well, because in yeah. addition to her frozen version of herself was also hands on side. Yeah, but that's a robot. So it's allowed. Yeah, but this is the the use of like green screen technology, which was still sort of relatively unused oh. at this time, especially for like a television show. So I think what happens was is like there was a she cutout of yeah. green screen that she was behind and then mm-hmm. moved for, and then they superimposed that image in front exactly. of her. It's very so clever. So if she were to get out of the cut, then she would be cut off. In right. I think you're right, Xanders. They probably had to keep it pretty clean for her. But regardless, she also is a stiff person. So I'm True. wondering from an acting choice how you pull that off. It could have been, yeah. It like convey these emotions while still being cold. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to look out for more hands at the side actors who are great and see what find good examples of it. Because it's yeah. tough. Find me one because I bi- feel awkward about it. Do something yeah. with your hands. As an, as an actor, I feel the same way. It is difficult to be hands at your side. I don't know how. To, yeah. It's, it's also. It's Jake, I'm so excited to introduce to you some Irish dancing, which I think you're going to love. That's true. That's a great example of hands at the side really working. Yeah, a lot of face um, work and feet work. Uh, but some of the, the verbiage she uses in this speech, I think, is very good. She says, I've been violated. I've been used. Yeah. And it is very clear the boundary mm-hmm. that has been crossed. And they don't pull punches there to say, no, no but we love Jordy and everything he does is OK. Like, she definitely calls him out hard. Rightfully so. That's a, that's such a good point, Becca. And then yet he ends up angry yeah, I don't at like her the ending. Yeah. and storms out and she's left in the holodeck by herself. You know, it's that, that thing where you did the wrong thing, but you just get defensive right. anyway. Yes. And he does have some good lines. I mean, I also see his... I shouldn't. I offered you friendship. That's, that's true. They did write it in such a way where he ends up kind of winning the argument, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've offered you friendship, but you've accused and tried and convicted me without waiting to hear my side of it. Oh, and I have to bring up a very good point, uh, courtesy of the, the real wild, wild ride. Um, maybe the computer is who had sexual feelings for Jordy. We're forgetting that there is another potentially <laughs> or, autonomous entity yeah. <laughs> that could be Thinking intervening that's here. that's what Jordy wants. Yeah. yeah. Or the, what the computer wants. How do we know? That's true. <laughs> so, you know. Data this, had relationships. <laughs> exactly. The simulation got romantic. It doesn't necessarily mean that that was an algorithmic accident. I well, in Booby Trap 2, didn't he, like, apply more personality to her than what he said? when you say the name like that. But in in that episode, I remember the first version of her was really cold. And he's like, hey, look at her personality files and all recordings of her writings and then put that into it. 
So I have a and little bit of life exactly in this person. And it was exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Hands still at her sides. <laughs> um, but he, he, re- he ends with saying, I'm guilty of reaching out to you, hoping we could connect, like ignore all this uh, weird conversation I had with someone that looks just like you, but is a hologram. I, but he really did nothing nefarious to the person. And um, I, uh, there is some credit to be deserved there. Yeah, I think yeah. that Dr. Leah Brahms takes it better than, like, at the end. Like, they are in a crisis. They solve the crisis together because they do come up with this answer of, like, okay, if this thing is draining our power, then let's make our power unpalatable. You baby because- like milk, we make sour milk. <laughs> Contaminate the energy he's feeding on. Right, That's the plan. by changing the frequency diameter yeah well of course all matter in space vibrates at 21 21 centimeters what is what 21 what do you mean (laughs) i don't know how i think this might be gobbledygook but yeah the um width to which a cervix must get before a space baby can be born (laughs) i think it's (laughs) i bet that was intentional then well that's i think the uh there, well, bands operate on wavelengths, right? And maybe sure. it's saying the height of that radiation band, but that seems huge. I honestly for I everything. Know. If it's feeding <laughs> all off matter, waves. that's true. All matter in space, but like that kind of defeats the point of matter, huh? <laughs> but matter is different than light. Is different than radiation in terms of like right. And so radiation is measured in centimeters. <laughs> Again, I guess I the waves of Academy. radiation. That's true. No, I'm sorry. I'm no, I'm trying to figure it out too. Yeah. yeah. So it gets we it gets a little weird, but we put we put vinegar in the milk, uh, and around yep. the time that this is happening, simultaneously is when we have found the asteroid field and see two, no, three more big mamas. <laughs> they could all be yeah. asexual, be reproduced by budding uh, genderless mm-hmm. beings. Um, but three mama there beings. They are. That are here hanging out, and this seems like a perfect place to dump a baby if we can only get it to unlatch. Yep. So we open up <laughs> the shuttle bay door, it'll unlatch, but it doesn't. Oh, oh wait, oh God. We did that. More and excellent CGI. It's excellent. And it moves kind of over to it's cover like, it now, it's and like it vacuum seals. The I don't. You know how Stingray has that wibbly bit on the outside where it kind of like moves uh-huh. through the water. That's kind of what this looked like. Yeah, more there's bubble a word gummy. for that. Yeah, the it's fins kind of thing. Not, you mean? Yeah, like fins, not phalanges, but the oh, flagellum. Okay. You know when you do your the thing with your cheeks where it's like. <laughs> That's what happened in the shuttle bay door. (laughs) ASMR podcast where we do the alley. It hurts, though. You know how you warm up for every acting uh, experience? You You know how Adele gets ready before she performs? It's just. (laughs) Hello. Like a baby stuck to the shuttle bay door. Yeah, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. (laughs) Right. So they have to. This is when the vacuum suggestion comes up, right? Well, yeah. So it seals it off so that they don't have the pressure anymore to be able to push it off and they don't have power anymore. So the only thing they can do is to continue to sour the milk while draining all of the power from their own systems. And I think the only thing left is life support. Yeah. And then even and one then, more like, hologram date. No, that didn't yeah, happen. Not, but- not yet. Yeah. So we've got the timer of the parents or the other beings coming closer. And so they're going to intercept and this baby feeding all our power, which we don't have any shields. We can't move. We're basically sitting ducks to get fried by these things. (laughs) And then Jordy decides to uh, gently uh, lower the lights incrementally (laughs) through Leah Brahms. (laughs) (laughs) Try 0.5. No. Point zero. <laughs> and then she counts in a way. <laughs> she goes from like 10, 9, 7, 3, <laughs> 2, point 0.4. <laughs> that was like getting ready for this episode today when we were counting down going live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean like a totally normal count that everyone should do from 10 really fast? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then like diffusing a bomb. Shunk. We wean the baby. We wean the baby. <laughs> and the baby joins uh, his uncles and aunts out in the asteroid field. And we close on that plot while I guess I, this ending here in 10 forward when Brahms and uh, Jordy are having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part that gets me. I'm like, this is too resolved and they're too friendly about it. I think they're trying to say like, oh, because we solved a bigger issue together, it united us, which is actually how a lot of 
a lot of opposing factions get together is they have a common enemy, right? Yeah. He, they also, apologize. there was a moment. She said her piece. He yeah, maybe this, deleted the hologram yet to be seen because I thought he did that at the end of the other episode where the hologram. That's true. Maybe that Ensign saved it. <laughs> and I appreciate what they say to each other here, which is like she apologizes for like maybe like not reacting the right way, even though she thinks she's she's right in how she should respond. But then he's right. like, I'm sorry, I lied to you. And, right. you know, now understand Correct. that you are the real you. Should have. And then they do a thing where Jordy's like, uh, oh, but I got to see your face when, when you ran into them. And she, oh, no, no, no. She, she says something like, I got to see your face when you caught it. And then he's like, I got to see your face. It's like, Jordy, you're blind. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you, I got you to said that. read the signals of your face. The infrared of your face was mm. wild. Mm. Mm. Sorry, my fantasy advisor was on. <laughs> yeah. Guinan gave this to me. Aw, <laughs> that's what love is. Seeing That's through uh, uh, your fantasy visor. Mm-hmm. And again, at the end, it could have been so easy for her just to be like, it's my wife. Yeah. And then gay representation. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. <sighs> you know, it wasn't a thing that they were even aware that they were really bad at doing. Yeah. But they should have been. Well, I think mm, they kind of were. Weren't, did, wasn't there an earlier episode, though, where they had some background extras that were in like same sex relationships? Like you could tell, some, yeah. Like I think at ten forward, where they were like friendly in the background or something like that. Yeah, or a, a and there's certain sexy something. planets where anybody can be <laughs> with that. anyone, but outside of that, whoa, whoa. Certain sexy Keep planets, it sis, y'all. <laughs> no, no, don't, I hate that. Don't. <laughs> I take it back. Thank you. <laughs> make All it right. gayer. Uh, make it gay. Well, yeah, yeah that was uh, that was Galaxy's Child, and next week we'll be exploring night terrors. Ooh, fun! The Enterprise crew is adrift in a remote area of, of space and unable to dream. <gasps> That's fucked up. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if that means they can't even like fantasize or just can't dream. Well, that's the holodeck is for. You can imagine in your waking life. But what if you can't? <gasps> then you <gasps> die. We'll find out. All right. Engage. engage. <laughs> oh, what did you say? Oh, engage. <laughs> <laughs>